Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Warrior K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games, a Comedy Show. I'm your host, Mighty the Armadillo. And a friendly reminder, if you know someone taking blue mushrooms, say something. It's highly addictive and toxic for your body. Catch those little guys and bring them to rehab, okay? They're running around crazy. They're getting underneath uh, uh, blocks in tiny pipes. Taking gold star coins that don't belong to them. They don't belong to them. Stolen valor. Those are three per level. Yeah. and But also keep in mind, they're not dangerous to others. Like, they can't kill others. You know, all they can do is really just jump off of walls, which <laughs> they're very good at. Oh, let me introduce the Zoo Tycoon crew. To my right, uh, returning... Returning champion of the podcast, Michael McCaller. Sup, y'all? Don't you worry, girly. Oh, don't you love it when I nail the sound effect the first time? Yes. And it's not, I don't have to then adjust all my levels because I forgot to do that. My preference is number one, getting it right the first time. Number <laughs> yeah. two, getting it right the first time and then explaining it. And then number three, muddling it. Yeah. And then number four, uh, <laughs> no sound effect at all. No sound effect at all because that's my power. Because rankings. there's no computer in front of me. I forgot <laughs> the computer part of it. Uh, it's good to have you back on the show, but how how are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, I'm with, with live stuff, not specifically not video games. Oh uh, well, I hurt my back at the gym yesterday, so I've been uh, I've been in rough shape. But other shape. than that, powerful. Powerful. Other than that. <laughs> Powerful. Feeling powerful. <laughs> I like that. Uh, okay, and then to uh, to your right, we have a brand new member of the Zoo Tycoon crew. Someone I've, I've wanted to have on the show for a long time. He's a podcaster himself with the Game Boys podcast. Uh, they can be heard all over the internet, I'm sure. Uh, I've been a guest on his show before, so let me introduce uh, Griffin Davis. Yeah, top of the morning to you guys. I'm excited to wake up real early <laughs> to talk about uh, art. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that. Yeah, but just remember, this is art and entertainment. We get we get mm -hmm. a little wacky. Uh, we get a little crazy. Uh, it is art, but there is a, there's a lot to. Uh, but Griffin, I now I don't know if you know this about our show, but anytime a new person comes on to the to the program, we uh, we have a custom sound effect that's made just for them. It's designed. And it, and it plays out the entire year. Uh, should you return in a later year, it will be different. These are reset at the end of the year. Okay. Uh, but it was late last night. I was pouring over my, my laptop trying to figure out, Griffin, Griffin, what kind of guy is Griffin? Like, what, what kind of sound effect does he deserve? And I decided it's this one. I've been having these weird thoughts like, lately. Is any of this for real? Yes! <laughs> I'm so happy about that. I've never felt more seen. Good. That is Sora Incredible. from the game Kingdom Hearts. I, the two things <sighs> I know about Griffin. One... He likes Kingdom Hearts 2. He likes Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't like Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, you don't like Kingdom Hearts 3. It, Kingdom it, it, Hearts it, was, 3. A, it was a devastating emotional process. I mean, I played the shit out of it. Can don't you, can get, you get me wrong. Can you give me a little uh, wrap-up? Later, we are going to do a, a fully Kingdom Hearts devoted episode. I'll be back for that. We've never done that before, I'll but be I, I want to bring you back for that. But can mm -hmm. you give me just sort of your hot take on Kingdom Hearts 3? Okay, well, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 are almost like perfect games, like masterpieces <laughs> of like emotion and like storytelling. Uh, and adding Disney. And, and, and Disney characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts 3, without getting, without like opening up that entire uh, can of worms and, and wasting this, this podcast with that, mm -hmm. it gives fuel to the haters. There's oh. always a lot of haters with the Kingdom Hearts movie, uh, Kingdom Hearts games, uh, saying that it's like, it's like lame, doesn't make any sense, uh, like bad voice acting. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts 3 like gives that credence to like all their claims. Like mm, it is significantly worse than the first two, and it makes the first two look bad just by being related. Mm. And so unfortunately, that's why. 
guy. That's a huge bummer. I mean, do you, do you feel like it's bad? Uh, yeah, okay. I, I do. Okay. Uh, yeah, it just like it doesn't have any of the any of the like important like magic character or like emotion that the first two had, uh, and then it also doesn't deliver on like like the Disney elements very well. So it just it was just a shit show of a game. And I'm, I'm so still, sad to hear that. I'm so yeah. sorry for you. I'm, I'm dealing with it. I'm going to therapy. We, yeah. we got it. Because, you know, it, it's interesting about Kingdom Hearts. If you're not a fan of Kingdom Hearts, uh, you just don't care about it. <laughs> and it just couldn't be farther from your mind. But if you do care about Kingdom Hearts, that's a huge crushing blow. Because you've had to wait something like 35 years for yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 to <laughs> yeah. come out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I bought it for my grandkids. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I played, I played the first one when I was 10. The second yeah. one when I was like 14 or 15. And yeah. now I'm 26. And I played the third <laughs> one. Uh, and yeah, it's just... Like aside from like getting into any details of the game, it just makes the first two look bad by being called Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, uh, and then it just all these idiots who have bad takes on the first two are now like, see, I was right the whole time. It's like, no. Is anybody a? I mean, it looks like a lot of plot. That's just that, on the out from an outsider looking in. It looks like a lot of plots happening in that game. A lot of plots. Um, the the action is like is like amazing at first, but then really dumb and easy. Um, like they give you all of your powers like at level one so there's nothing to unlock <laughs> so it's, it's like imagine if you got like all of your spells in like level one you probably wouldn't use any of them right I you'd just be that. like okay they call that the reverse metroid yeah exactly you can pull that off yeah. it's great but like <laughs> no, yeah man ease us in the yeah. reverse metroid you lose powers as the game goes on <laughs> yeah. now that would be a challenge for you game devs out there if you want to make a game where you actually lose powers <laughs> you're restricted the more you play it uh and make that fun I don't know. I'll see. Yeah, if you beat the boss, now you cannot jump. Yeah. <laughs> As a, out of respect for the boss. Yeah. That's how that's your grieving process. J jumping was his favorite thing. So, uh, after that, yeah, you can't jump. Uh, that's great. Um, so now we are going to go around and I'm going to start back with you, Griffin. Okay. Um, and just kind of talk about games we've been playing and Griffin, yes. if you want to give a little insight into, I mean, you kind of did just now, but uh, your kind of history with video games. I think I think listeners like to hear like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like when did you get started with this whole wacky world we call uh, video games? So I am uh, a little bit like younger, so I'm not like man. I started on the SNES or anything like that. Like my first two main systems were the PlayStation Two and the GameCube. Oh um, great! And then I kind of like went backwards from there. I eventually like bought an N64 and like mm -hmm. went through the classics. But like PS2 and GameCube are kind of like my coming of age like systems. Yeah, like, where I truly got down. <laughs> um, I mean, like I remember Kingdom Hearts being a really big. Uh, like my first foray into like the JRPG. Um, and so I've always been into a lot of JRPGs. I love like the Persona series. Um, I used to play the shit out of like the Golden Sun games on Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then after I kind of passed PS2 and GameCube, I discovered a game called World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, and then I hardcore uh, raided and PvP'd for about <laughs> a decade. Um, and I've slowly like weaned that off and I don't play it anymore. But there was a few years where I was raiding weekly, um, a few years where I was literally like making videos online on how to people to play the game. Uh, there are still people that talk shit about me on the forums there. Awesome. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was a huge wow head for a long time. It was, it was a sick thing. 
yeah, you were famously uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> right? No, I saw the Leroy Jenkins video. Yeah. And I was like, "What is this game? I have to play." It. Oh, great! Like, yeah. it looked like it was yeah. it was it was that that was the ad for me. And then yeah. I went to GameStop and I was like, "What the Leroy Jenkins game? I have to play it." And the guy was like, <laughs> "The guy was like, you don't want to play this game." Yeah. And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Trust me." Once you play it, you can never go back. Wow. And I was like, okay, give me the fucking game right yeah, now. Yeah. He was right. He was right. I should have listened to him. What a what a weird like uh like panic inspiring uh game game guy. Game guy <laughs> who works at a game place. That's like uh I remember that that was being that was a rumor about Dungeons and Dragons back when I back when <laughs> I was a kid. They were like they were like uh don't let your kids play Dungeons and Dragons, they'll really kill each other in real life. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do in the game. Little do they know, it's so hard to play even more than one game or have one meeting of yes. D and D. It's like, don't worry. With like, scheduling and everything, you'll never actually sink your knife into somebody yeah, for real. Your kids don't have yeah. enough friends to pull that off. I'm sorry, uh, McCaller. Did you ever play WoW? I didn't know. I was. Um, I feel like I've told this story before. I switched high schools between ninth and tenth mm-hmm. grade, mm. and um, the, like I feel like so many things that I should have played and loved fell into that gap like I missed Pokemon because my ninth grade friends weren't into it yet and my 10th grade friends were already over it yeah and so something about like those 10th grade friends having already done D&D made them much more susceptible to wow I feel like so when that game hit they were all on it and I was in the dark separate but alone (laughs) Separate were, what I meant to say was in a group, but alone. Like, yeah. like these were my friends, and I would go over to their house, and they would all be on their computers playing, and I would like be on my console playing a, uh, a probably a Resident Evil game, if I'm being honest. <laughs> for sure, for and, sure. Uh, and they were all like, it felt like they had a, a different language. Oh, absolutely. You guys ever feel like you're in a group, but lonely? I, I do right. often feel right separate but alone, yeah. and uh, that is also the name of my next comedy album, Separate But Alone. It's, it's just sad sketches, sad yeah. audio sketches. But you're still flipping off like a teenager in a high yeah. school. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm still. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Reasonably separate and alone. Yeah. I'm still Calvin, just peeing on the back of a guy's car. Um, great. Well, uh, uh, Griffin. Then, like, uh, what have you been playing lately, my, okay. my dude? All right. I have a rotation right now. You know, I do a video game podcast myself, so I do have to play a game every week in addition to the games that I am currently playing. Right. The Explain how that show works real quick for the listeners. Yeah, so, so it's a game where we we have comedians come on and they pick whatever game, something that I say is was meaningful to them in some way and we, we just bring it on and we review it in our own dumb way. Uh, so this week we're doing Atlas's Catherine, which is a Ooh, horny great. Japanese yeah, puzzle game. Very horny. Uh, this girl Sarah Brown's bringing it on this week. She says she loves it and it's been a crazy experience. Uh, basically half the game is you're socializing with your friends and texting these two girls one of which you're cheating on with the other and the second half of the game is in your nightmares where you're solving and climbing this tower of really difficult puzzles that are kind of uh like they represent i guess your shame and your guilt about cheating on your girlfriend (laughs) uh it's incredibly horny it's incredibly strange and it's a really difficult puzzle game Mm -hmm. Uh, i would say try it if you're just looking for something that's like wow this is weird as shit well and both girls are named Catherine. that's that's kind of the thing with with a c and Catherine with a k K. 
Okay. And I'm yeah. still getting to the end of it, so I don't know if there's some meaning to all that weirdness. Um, but it's classic Japanese game, like with just like boobs and just like just a weird horniness that only Japan <laughs> like knows how to do. Like like Americans are horny in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like and, and, and like we're both horny and it's both disgusting, you know. But it's yeah, just like, and, and it's both <laughs> yeah, it's both disgusting and shameful to be horny and to yeah. feel horny to feel those feelings. It's uh, wrong. Uh, Americans and Japanese were both super repressed, but just I feel like in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like we deal with our repression in different in different yeah, ways. Yeah, America's mm-hmm. trend toward anger and Japanese <laughs> turn towards <laughs> That's very funny. I think that's right. Correct. Yeah. I just surprised me. You said it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I got takes on culture. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. put me in a box. This is the wrong podcast for that, man. Yeah. We're, not, uh, we're uncultured here. Not culture. Uh, and then I'm playing Destiny 2. Yeah. I got back into that. That's very fun right now. Uh, I've been playing online. I hopped back into that. The new expansion uh, made it fun for casuals and people who want to dip in and do more hardcore. It's still one of the best shooters ever made. And then thirdly, I'm playing a little game called Phoenix Wright Ace Ooh, Attorney for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, it is an anime lawyer game where you use evidence to solve uh, trials. Uh, and so it's basically like a visual novel uh, mm-hmm. with like hints and you, and you present evidence. Uh, it's very funny. I love all the characters. Uh, and the, they just ported the first three games from the DS to the Switch. And they look incredible. I got to ask you, Griffin, how horny is Phoenix Wright? Unfortunately, also pretty horny, uh, but horny for the law. It's not even like a focused goal. It's just a. It's just like a thing. Yeah, he is horny for the law. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He doesn't really have a love interest, but he does love the law. Um, but yeah, no. Unfortunately, there are some characters who are big-breasted women that use their sexuality to get through a case and. Just, and, just to get through well, it. Just to go, well, just to just to pr- be proven not guilty, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is an unfortunate element of those games. But, but they're I'll, super fun. They're super fun. Um, they're very charming. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to get that for Switch myself. I just have to clear out some of my Switch queue. Honestly, uh, I went through a, just a psychopathic amount of purchases in 2018 <laughs> that I just really got to reckon with. You know what I mean? Like. Like what the hell is minute? I don't know. I gotta play it though because it's been sitting <laughs> yeah, there for a long time. You spent eight dollars on yeah, it. Yeah, I spent eight dollars. <laughs> I've gotta play that game. Have you heard of Greece? That game is like yes. beautiful yeah. and like an hour and a half long. And yeah. I started playing it. And I was like, I'll get back to this. How can <laughs> that game I not even have that so on my funny. Switch? That's a disaster. Yeah, uh, yeah that's very funny. Uh, uh, I lo- and I also like how you got in your rotation. You got like your sw- a Switch, mm-hmm. a PS4, and mm-hmm. then like your homework. Yes, which is sort of <laughs> that's sort of how my weeks go too. Yeah, I'm playing something for the show, but I'm also playing my big, uh, beautiful PS4 game, and then my in bed, I'm high and I'm going to bed. Uh, Switch game, McCaller. The only game I'm playing now, and I'm so <laughs> ashamed of my like. Lack of diversity. I'm just the Resident Evil guy. Resident Evil 4 is out on Switch. Oh, uh, I saw that. I uh, saw that. It's. I was considering it. One of my... It's probably my second favorite game of all time. Sure. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 being the Resident number Evil one. 2 is number one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nah, there's a bunch of Mario games in there. And then Resident Evil 4. It's my second favorite Resident Evil. I love it so much. It's a delight to play mm-hmm. on the bus. Like, yeah. I love just like... Like, seeing it portable is a giant deal for me. Yeah. Like, totally. I remember buying that game the day it came out and like clamoring for it. I remember playing that game in a demo in GameStop before it came out. So the <laughs> idea that now yeah. I have it in my bag whenever I need it is yeah. just makes me feel good. It yeah. makes yeah. me feel warm inside. It's been a huge year for you then with Resident Evil 2 being remastered oh, yeah. and then this. I'm You're, being taken care of. Yeah. Capcom yeah. wise. And then somehow you found a copy of Code Veronica and we're playing <laughs> yeah. that the other day which <laughs> was Code so Veronica. confusing. <laughs> 
that was an endurance test. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I'm happy for you, buddy. That's great. And I don't think, you know, like you are the Resident Evil guy because you like it the most, but also don't feel ashamed. This is Resident Evil's year. That's very true. I mean, they're like, like Griffin just said, they're releasing all these ones for the Switch. Uh, and they released the remake of Resident Evil 2, probably the best game that's come out this year so mm-hmm. far. I, I mean, I'd, lean, I'd say lean into it. I'm going to. If Final Fantasy brand. was having a year, which it might when all the Switch ports <laughs> finally hit. Yeah, I think this is the year for the Switch. We're about to get yeah. an, annihilated with, I mean, uh, Link's Awakening yeah, is coming yeah. out this Thank year. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. That was touch and go for a while. <laughs> yeah. Was I ever gonna get to play that? <laughs> I knew there was an egg on a mountain, and I didn't know why. <laughs> yeah, I did. I still don't. I Gotta can't play handle it. it. Gotta play it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's no major console releases except for the game that we're gonna talk about today. But oh, yeah. uh, other than that, it's gonna be the year of the Switch. I think indies, year of the Switch ports. I guess that's a great point. Like it's we're at the point where once you realize, okay, for sure the Switch is popular, and then you start developing, like. It's time for those seeds to bear fruit, yeah. right? Like we are at the point where we're going to get all the ports that right. the stragglers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a combination of that, but also PS Five is next year. No one's going to mm. release a major game like the six to eight months before the PS Five comes out, unless they're really planning, like Last of Us, to do the PS Four and PS Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? I'd put like Ghost Sashima Ghost Sashima mm-hmm. in that uh, in that category. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, uh, I've been playing a little game. I like to call Mario 64 DS. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Hello. Uh, I don't know what fucking possessed my twisted damaged mind to... <laughs> Jared Leto damaged. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jared Leto damaged <laughs> right now. I, I put in my DS cart and I was like, there is a Mario 64 game I could be playing right now in my bed. Why am I not doing it? Well, the answer <laughs> is because it's... It's... It has a, it has a, I, I would say a difficult uh, barrier of entry. You got to figure out new controls for a game that you know so well already. I'm already confused. I didn't know it was for the DS. So they made a Mario 64 yeah. DS, and what they did was they took Mario 64 for the N64, and they built it from the ground up to work with a DS with a D-pad fucking ass ds oh uh, and what they did was they like they changed all of the character models they changed a lot of the graphics and wow. they uh added like three more playable characters uh yoshi luigi and wario are also all playable in mario's uh 64 ds i gotta say while the barrier of entry was sort of tough to get through now that i've mastered it and i would say i'm a master of it at this point <laughs> Guys, I got 30 stars right now. I'm going for the end. I'm going wow. for the end goal. Uh, this game has new levels, new Mario 64 what? challenges, new areas in levels you're already familiar with, which will freak you out <laughs> in, when you're playing that game. Because if you know it like the back of your hand like I do, yeah. you, you, you're you in uh, Womp's Fortress, I think is the name of it. Womp's Fortress. It's the one with it's the tower level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you uh, you walk around the back of the stage where there was just nothing but dead air. And now those, there's like platforming challenges. Oh, what shit. is happening? You can get... Uh, there's super-sized mushrooms in that game. So Mario can grow real big and knock out all kinds of, uh, of uh, big... Uh, what are those big things that fall on you called? Thwomps? Thwomps. Thwomps. 
I should have known that. Um, <laughs> just think of the sound they make when they what fall. a colossal amount of work. Yeah, to pour it to the DS, add all this content, and then not have an analog stick. Yeah, so well, I'm playing it on my three on my 3DS, which oh, okay. does have an analog stick. Oh, okay. But as McCaller will point out, you've pointed out this before, and you're right. It's Mario can still only move in the. It's it's not four directions. It's eight. actually eight directions, but. That's still less directions than he could in the 64 version. Right. Right? Yeah. So, like, you can, like, you can cheese it, and it feels okay. The thing I don't like is that it has a dedicated run button. So, you have to you have to be holding down Y, uh, like it's Mario, Super Mario World, weird. to run around in that, in that world. And the reason it has a dedicated run button, I figured this out, was because in Mario 64, there are times when you actually do have to walk slow. Yes. And the D-pad doesn't have like... Yeah, pressing... It's just you're just pushing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't press it softer. Yeah. Exactly. So if you want to catch those bunnies, if you want to catch those penguins, mm-hmm. if you want to sneak by a piranha plant, <laughs> yeah. you got it, you got it, you got you'll just You just lay off that Y button and suddenly mm-hmm. you're walking. Well, I hate that. It's real bad. Yeah. Um, if you have to, if you have to like make me feel like I'm running like physically... To, to make yes. someone else run, <laughs> yes, which is how much effort that makes me take. Yeah. yeah, fuck that. It's crazy that like how often we've talked about like Breath of the Wild, for instance. Like it had that. I, I remember describing it as that Mario sixty four quality where it's just fun to run around. Mm-hmm. Yes, like Zelda didn't really have before. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy to me that they took Mario sixty four and took away that Mario sixty four feeling. Yeah, I will say though. If you can get past the run button, if you can get past the awkward controls, like I handed it off to Jackie, who was also a Mario 64 Pro. Jackie's mm. my girlfriend, and uh, she gave it back to me in one second. She would just went to the lava level, ran into lava, immediately died, and was just like, I hate, I can't do it, I just can't do it. <laughs> but if you can master it, I mean, at some points, you are holding five different buttons at the same time to pull off like I need to jump three times and then do a jump uh, uh, whatever his like a uh, launch jump thing yeah. is mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. I mean if you can get past that it's got like the same s- sound effects same score and and they've just like redone enough of it to like have some real treasures in that mm. thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm finding some treasures in there, buried mm. inside. Like the new like, stuff. Like the new stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like you'll go into uh, like what was a little Peach's little enclave that had like her, um, her. Uh, it the looked almost like slide. yeah, the secret slide area where it's like stained glass peaches in a room. Mm-hmm. You go into that door and it's completely different. It's not that anymore at all. It's like a big room with a bunch of different locked doors and a toad's in there hanging out and he's an old man toad. It's like a really, it's it's just a trip. Mm. Um, it is sort of like the Mandela effect. Like you're going back through something you know so well and being like, this is not what I remember. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been playing uh, a little indie called Dust, an Elysian Tale. Anyone ever played Dust? Never heard of it. Yeah, Dust. it was one of those Switch games that I almost bought a bunch of times. I was wondering if they ported it to the Switch. It was a free PS uh, Plus game that I got like back when I first got my PS4 like five years ago. Um, it's very good. It's like playing through a little cartoon, some Metroidvania type mm-hmm. thing. Hmm. Very anime, not very horny yet, but... Yeah. You're like animals, Wait right? For it. You're animals, so you're kind of like furries. Yeah. Exactly, you 
your furries. So your furries, <laughs> <laughs> just like a, a a dollop of horniness built in. A dollop of horniness is already just built in. It, oh. it, it it's it looks horny even if it's not. <laughs> this art style is really really cute. Yeah, yeah. it's really great. Uh, if you and I'm sure on PS4 it's also really cheap. I would just I would just pick that thing up, Griffin. If you haven't done it yet, it's 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 very fun. There's this really great mechanic uh, where R2 and L2 just launch you like they're like a dash. And that thing is just like it's just fun to do. I'm dashing all around that, yeah. <laughs> all around that map. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the last thing, me and Mikey Stevens got into some Monster Hunter World. Has anyone oh, been boy. playing Monster Hunter World? Has anyone played it before? Mm-mm. I'm scared to play it because I know like you can fight a monster for three hours. And that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they encourage you to do it. It's that part. There, there are parts of it that I'm still, I still hate, and I'm still getting, uh, getting used to. Uh, it, which is weird because I'm I'm like a Sekiro guy. I'm a from software, oh, but yeah. but you know <laughs> I like I like a good challenge. I don't mind dying a bunch, but this game it just bugs me for some reason. Yeah. Having to having to like you're you're, you're like fifty minutes into fighting a, a monster and then it kills you. Yeah, mm. that's tough. And you have to go back in and you lost all your gear. Yeah, nightmare. Thumbs down. It seems like the mechanics like exist to solely be challenging and like they don't necessarily make it like more fun. Like, yeah. They just, it's just like. The point is, it's a long, it's a long thing, and and it's mm-hmm. like okay, I mean that's fine, I guess. I mean, I I played some bosses in Sekiro for like seven to eight hours, mm-hmm. but over a couple days until yeah. I finally figured out the mechanics to beat them. Yeah, you know, and it's like in Sekiro or in, in Bloodborne or any of those from software games. You know how like when you swing your weapon and you connect, it just feels really nice. It just yeah. feels like oh, I really just slashed into this uh, werewolf. The hitboxes are, are are perfect in from games. Yeah, right. The little things where if you just like slightly hit a blade with against someone else's it'll still like ding like, yeah. like they're really good about that kind of stuff Monster Hunter is not that way right it is like uh, it reminds me actually a lot of the combat in Final Fantasy 15 I don't sure. know if you guys played that where you're actually you're you're doing inputs mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like what you're pushing is actually making it's like it's like cueing your character up mm-hmm. to do it it's eventually yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the animations are real slow I mean it's got it's it's interesting, but the game is so fucking popular. Mm-hmm. It's so the popular. best selling Capcom game ever made. I know. It's like there's got to be something to it. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. At some point, when you're watching Citizen Kane, you're the problem if you don't <laughs> like it. You know what I mean? Uh, that not may not be true. That's just how I feel playing Monster Hunter World. I'm like, why don't I like this? I should like it. I did have one of my best friends um, made this point to me that I really love and try to hold dear, where he said. Um, he struggled with art through college. You know, you look at a painting and you're like, I know, like, this isn't a gallery. This is important. This matters. And if it's not resonating with you, it has to be okay to say, like, I don't like this. Yeah. And I try really hard to just be like, yeah, everybody in the world loves Monster Hunter World. And it's not doing anything for me. And I, ha- it's not on me. Like, yeah. It's really yeah. like I can walk away and be safe and secure and <laughs> that I still you're, have opinions. You're, you're not safe. You're not safe. Uh, ideally, though, like, just like, this is the perfect game to not be into. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, we're into a lot of games here. Mm-hmm. A game that requires hours to fight a boss, it's like almost amazing that we don't like it, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a, like it's a off, take off your shoulders a little bit, you know? It's I like some it. weight off. It's like, oh, I don't have to play this one. Right. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I can go right back to doing what I really want to do, which is playing Yoshi's Island again. <laughs> yeah. Again for the f- sixth time. You do make a good point though it feels like you're swinging through the mud yeah. in that game mm-hmm. kind of it does, it's just not as responsive yeah yeah it, it just feels like i hit x to attack and then my guy will like 
uh, like like get out his sword, arch it back, and then and then follow through with an attack. And by that point, I mean the controller is not even rumbling. You know, you're just <laughs> not even feeling anything. You're not feeling anything. Uh, guys, we gotta get into the news. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Um, I was looking through some new releases, and if anyone wants to hit me with a new release that they've been they've been interested in or that they've noticed, uh, go for it. I I think we're just so close to E3 at this point that we're not seeing a lot of new releases. It's a holding pattern. Yeah, it's just not uh nothing's nothing's really nothing has come out. Not even any kind of like um like a collection or something fun like that has come out. I guess we haven't really talked about the Resident Evil releases. Uh, do you have all three of them, McCaller? I don't. I just bought four. You just bought four. And, and how does it look, uh, by the way? It looks as good as I remember it. Okay, like, good. Uh, in my head, that game is like, it's so perfect. But like as I'm playing it and like you can still see like, oh, that's a GameCube texture right there. That oh, is okay. a... It's a little dull. There's a little bit of like, uh, I'm trying to describe it. You'll get into like cavernous rooms that are supposed to be circular, but you can see that they are hexagonal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are sharp corners. Everything's in there. a little pointy on yeah. GameCube. Yeah. Things are pointy. Things are pointy. So, uh, it, I mean, is this the HD remake version of the game? Is this just a straight port? This is. Is it in 16 by 9? It's in it, 16 by 9. Okay. Uh, is it? Now I'm questioning myself. That game had a weird, like, obviously. Resident Evil 1 went from one game to another game when it was remade. Mm. This game, I feel like, just got, like, the up-res treatment. Like, I th I don't yeah. think they put any work into it. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just turned the graphic dial up. Yeah. There's very <laughs> much Photoshop filters, like, over the text. Like, yeah. I know what keystrokes they did in Photoshop to make their blurry <laughs> text read readable. I love it when you see like a mouse cursor fly by your your window <laughs> while you're playing a game. Someone's just photoshopping it in real time. Uh, that's that's interesting. And that's really cool. I, I, I'm not I'm not gonna buy those for Switch. I can't. I've bought Resident Evil four more than four times. Yep. So I can't do it again. What's the game you guys have bought the most? The same game over and over again. It's probably Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. Mm -hmm. I want to say, I want to be cool and say something like a Resident Evil game or a Final Fantasy yeah. game, but I think it's actually probably like Super Mario World or okay. Super Mario yeah. Bros. 3. Because they ported or, that a lot. Yeah, it's something like, it's like, it's got to be one of those, something where I've bought it for, because Nintendo fucks you big time mm -hmm. with like their, buy it for the Wii, buy it for your 3DS, buy it for your Wii U, buy it for your... It, I might be a Super Metroid answer mm. to that, Ooh, actually. Because yeah, yeah. I remember buying that a couple times for Super Nintendo between buying it and trading it in and then yeah. in yeah. college realizing I needed it again and tracking down the cartridge. Mm -hmm. For me, yeah. it's The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Uh, oh, sure. I've bought that game four times uh, <laughs> because like, first time was on someone else's apartment roommate's PS3. Then I got my own PS3. Then I got my own PS4. I had to buy it again. <laughs> and then I think I lost it once and got a digital download. But literally, yeah. like, it's the only game where every time I see it in a library or store, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should buy that. It's like, you already own it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, man, it'd be cool to buy it again, yeah, though. Yeah, I should maybe, yeah. Maybe I should have two copies. Yeah. Uh, I like, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus is kind of like that for me where I bought it on PS2. I had the remake on PS3, and now I have the la latest remake on, on PS4. Which looks amazing. Which looks amazing. I haven't I haven't actually played that one yet. Though. Looks really um, good. I actually I played Ico not too long ago, yeah. so I'm get I'm giving myself a couple months before I turn on that Colossus, and mm. then guess what's right around the corner from that? 
The Last, Last Guardian. Guardian, which I haven't played yet either. I'm very excited <laughs> don't, about. Don't don't play that game. <laughs> not good. Not good. I, I, it, it can't be. No matter what you say. <laughs> it just, no matter what you say, I, I have to play. It's got it. a I'm beautiful broken. dog boy, yeah. and he helps you cross gaps. No, a dog boy. I, I think they're two separate people. <laughs> I think there's the dog yeah. creature and there's the boy. The dog creature it, and the boy. If they yeah. fuse, I'll buy it. Um, <laughs> if they become like a go tent yeah, situation, do, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm in. Uh, that's great. Okay, there's one release that I wanted to talk. Let's about. talk about it. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. That's right. Uh, this is not a game I'm excited about. Yeah. I'm fascinated with their their delivery and their their advertising for this game because they're like, okay, new Call of Duty game. We're going to call it Modern Warfare. You know, like the game that's already called Modern Warfare. <laughs> but here's the difference, guys. We're going to make it gritty. Yeah. And we're going to say, the, this headline says, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is a realistic reboot designed to make you feel uncomfortable, which makes me... <laughs> Which makes me ask the question: What have the last ten games done? <laughs> they like, all make like, me feel. They all. You're in war. They make you feel uncomfortable. They've always gone. I mean, I know they went to the future, but they're always trying to go for like a realism. Well, like you remember war how thing. how soothing they tried to make you feel when yeah. you were a terrorist in an airport, yeah. blowing away civilians. And yeah. unfortunately, the no Russian mission. They're citing as thematically what this whole game will be like. Yeah. Oh. Uh, which is like. Who wants this? <laughs> Who asked for this? Who thought this was a good idea? Like, yeah. like it's like, what? What is this going to be? A bunch of just like mass shootings the entire game? <laughs> I just don't understand how they think a reboot of this war series is like. How do we change the war series? Let's make it realistic. You guys have been doing that for ten years. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you can really feel the the shaky hesitation in their voice when they're when they're desperately trying to appeal to you, uh, knowing that they are a, a, a sinking ship of, <laughs> of, of, of a franchise. Oh, uh, do you like, think they're at that point where they're like aware of what's? Yeah, What's I mean, happening? I mean, when you had like, so basically, you had like the whole like uh, PUBG Fortnite Battle Royale. thing, Battle Royale thing happened. So they were like, "Well, you guys want that? We'll put that in our game. We'll put that in Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Four. Well, you know, we'll put that in there. Blackout. Uh, blackout. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. the mode. The mode. It's called Blackout Mode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then with this, it's just like. Uh, here it's gonna be super hyper real. Uh, there's not even any shooting. When you start the game, you have no hands. They've already been yeah. blown off. Uh, and you just and get you're shot. Sick. Yeah, you're and you're sick. You're, so you're sick. sick out there, and it's hard. Uh, you're getting clues that your wife is cheating on you back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they but we make you play out the the whole meeting her and getting to know her storyline first. So it really hurts you, the player. Uh, yeah, there's a. It's just Jarhead. Yeah, they just, just play jarhead. jarhead for two hours. There's no action. It's, it's just uh, it's just a big disappointment. Um, uh, yeah, that that's interesting. I think I the, I the I've only played Modern Warfare three. That's the only one I've ever played. Oh, because I me too actually. Yeah. I got my PS three that like day it came out, and I was just like, Call of Duty people are into mm -hmm. it. It was like huh. Skyrim and that kind of came out around the same time, and I bought yeah. both. And I I just remember you know it was okay. I played through the campaign. But back then, I was I was just playing everything, you know, because I you, when you get yeah. a new console, you just play the shit out of whatever you have. I, you I, I'm a, I'm a sad owner of Knack. Yeah, I know what you're talking I, yeah. about. The like, Knack, uh, the Knack phenomenon. That was when there was it. three games for the PlayStation, <laughs> yeah. and one of them was Knack. Yeah. <laughs> Arms is my Switch version of that. Arms oh, came Arms, out yeah. right at the first, like, it was Arms. the second big game, and I was like, I'll get it. You I know, want it. I want you. I've been <laughs> I've been fooled by many a game, but Arms did not fool me. Yeah. I knew <laughs> Arms was a five dollar game masquerading as a sixty dollar one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's really interesting. I I I mean I I don't think this game is going to be good. I don't think I'll be I'll be playing it. I, I just I just hope they don't get themselves into too much trouble on the uh, 
problematic side. I, I will. I will. They will. <laughs> <laughs> Cut I will to hop in and throw did. a a, uh, a potentially good angle on what they're talking about. Okay. Um, I didn't play this game, but I've heard so many people talk about it. Have you guys uh, played uh, Spec Ops: The Line? I know what it is. I haven't played it. I feel like Same. I've heard so many people talk about that being like a serious introspective look at what it means to be a soldier and kind of like uh, telling that story from a human perspective. Uh-huh. So if a, if that's what that campaign is going for and it's like, we're going to take this seriously as opposed to, I feel like the call of duty tone has been like almost gears of worry. Like we're powerful yeah. and we will shoot y'all. Yeah. As opposed to, I love the people on the other side and I didn't realize it. And yeah. what have I done? Like I could see a good story being taken from that. Like I think the point of no Russian was supposed to make you uncomfortable and like, uh, which is what they said. I didn't, that <laughs> wasn't a revelation, yeah. uh, but like to make you uncomfortable about like what are you doing and questioning your motives and uh, uh, telling a story where you're maybe a hero who doesn't deserve to be a hero, which is like an interesting story angle to take. And if they can, I, I want it to be good. I would love to take uh, call of duty and get a, an interesting campaign. But also my whole deal is I want to do that multiplayer it's the first crossplay Call of Duty, so like Xbox oh, and PS4 yeah. people can play together, which is like A feels important, but B like n- takes away so much of the stress of like I'm the only friend of mine who has right. an Xbox and I don't yeah. have a PS4, and so like I could theoretically play Call of Duty with anybody who gets it. That's exciting. Maybe. I think it really undercuts the emotional impact of saying I ha- we have this game <laughs> that is basically it's going to be like a war simulator in the most uncomfortable way. We're really going to make you feel stuff, but also play the fucking multiplayer because it's banging, baby. We got fucking nukes in this multiplayer. It's Question like, yourself, but you can also get together with your friends. Yeah, you can yeah. get together with all your buds, but also remember... <laughs> Yeah. Remember 9-11. No, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, Jesus. I, what, the, it's such mixed messaging because when games do try to be too heavy-handed, when they try to be too uh, serious, they, it's almost like you can't also then inject fun... You know? Like, yeah. I, I, like, I even have sometimes a problem with, like, The Last of Us... Uh, online multiplayer stuff oh where it's like it, rightfully so that's just such a <laughs> solitary story it's such a it beautiful should not have had a it's like i'm reading it's like yeah. i'm reading kind of like a novel or something yeah. and then it's like but also get online and blow some yeah. zombies up get, <laughs> blow some clickers up you're you're a psycho dude yeah absolutely um, yeah that, it, it's 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 tough for me but it's also we're not in a pro we're not in the the political sorry to get political but we're not in the political mindset that we were when call of duty got popular we're mm-hmm. vastly more anti-military intervention than we used to be like there is this like sense of like american imperialism is bad mm-hmm. and wait 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 can you can you just repeat what you said but to this absolutely there is you know <laughs> we live in a political time <laughs> and it's just like the, the military intervention <laughs> sorry the music uh, military intervention is not what it used to be you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. we are we're, we're not into the imperialism that we were when call of duty got popular uh, you know, uh, and, and now maybe if there's a game where like you play a UN official <laughs> and you ride in and you make deals and you like sign a pact for the global warming climate. Yeah, the global warming climate. Boy, I, I love it when uh, it makes any story sound better when you put that behind it. Uh, guys, Smash Ultimate in VR came out. Anybody? <laughs> Anyone check this out? 
Uh, we we don't have a Labo kit in we our house no. yet. Uh, the the VR one was one I I and we will not. I do want. No. I'm going to buy. It, it will be thrown away. I will buy. I will buy it <laughs> because I want it. And what Daddy wants, Daddy gets. Uh, do, do you have a Labo VR kit? So no. none of us have played this. It's got to be awful, right? It's it, just got to be the. Like it's got to right? be the worst thing ever. Playing Smash Brothers in VR has got to be the most. Like, uh, nauseating experience, I'm sure. Yeah. Hold on, though. Because isn't it just, like, the same as looking at a TV screen? You're not in the eyes of the characters, right? I feel like I saw a screenshot where it was, as opposed to a flat 2D plane, it was, like, a, a point going off into the distance, and you were facing... You were facing the other person? I think so. That's crazy. I think... I could have dreamed it. Yeah. I think, there, I think it's more like... Um, more like you are a camera watching yeah. a match and yes. you're able to like turn your head and like look in oh. almost 360 degrees around you. Yeah, like the, where, yeah, where <laughs> the action is behind happening. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then back yeah. to the castle. You can just see the dark void that is behind those yeah. stages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, it looks nauseating to see like a video of what the VR looks like, let alone uh, experiencing it. I'm sure it's terrible. Plus you got to hold that thing up to your face, mm-hmm. which is very fun. Yeah. I like that part of it. <laughs> Uh, uh, what is Griffin? What's your take on VR in general, I'm let a, alone uh, Nintendo VR? I'm a luddite. Yeah. I don't believe in VR. Uh, I love the. I love the. Just the. We were talking about it earlier when you play Budborn. I love the feel of the sticks and the buttons and the responsiveness. I think that's like. I think that VR turns video games into a, a physical exercise that I'm not searching for when I want to sit down on a couch and just like chill and like mm. play a game. Like I don't want to have to go like. <gasps> You know, like, like I, I, I want to just like sit down and like play the game. Um, yeah. Well, and, well, and what you were doing just then was uh, when you were gesticulating yeah. was a hospital simulator, yeah, which yeah. was waking up in yeah. a cold, dead hospital room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think that like all of this VR stuff is pointless and useless until they develop actual IPs that make people want to buy the hardware. Like yeah. no one got excited for the PlayStation w- without Crash Bandicoot mm. or, or Spyro. You know, it's like you need those big AAA studio IPs to actually create content that people have to buy, have to play. You know, people don't buy hardware to own hardware. They buy, they own, they buy hardware to play that awesome game that everyone's talking about. I will about. say I did buy the NES Classic to buy hardware just because it looked, yeah, it looked sure. nice on my desk. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's yeah a good, that's a little different. It I is. Think. Yeah, but uh, uh, you're right. I feel like everybody keeps talking about like what's going to be the Mario 64 of VR. And yeah, it's Astrobot. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's always yeah. like these contenders, these almost like I get what you're doing and it hasn't gripped us yet yeah it has to be so good for me want to want to put up with the experience of vr yeah, yeah. like <laughs> as somebody who uh we took a little trip to michael hearn's house at one point and uh i'll play a little psvr uh i played a little bit of this of the of the sony side so played a little astrobot a little bit of the what is it beat saber mm-hmm. yeah what the fuck Oh, our apartment's haunted by child ghosts. I was oh, gonna say, what good. the fuck was that sound? That's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, normally I wouldn't even stop, but like that just sounded like screaming. It's at nine fifty six in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, but and it's very fun. Like it, it is, it is fun. But you're right. You are standing up in your living room. Yeah. Uh, you are. Yeah. You are like using your whole body to peer around corners and kind of like look around at the at the map and your environments. And I, it, it's it's just. It's definitely different. I would say it's more of like a party thing, something you would bring out at a party, 
as opposed to yeah at, at the end of the day i, I mean, that's what the problem with the Wii. i felt like mm. was there was too much of my arms moving when all i want to do is be under a blanket playing a, a video game which is yeah. what you can do with that switch yeah which yeah yeah, yeah. They, they they got there eventually i do i put my switch under my blanket and then i just <laughs> i look at <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i look at just the glow of a, yeah. of a screen coming from underneath and the last thing is i get nauseous i get nauseous yeah. playing vr mm. most yeah. games i still get nauseous i couldn't get through resident evil biohazard in vr even oh, though sure. everyone told me it was super awesome and super scary like the yeah. stuttering frame rate it's just not the tech isn't mm. there yet the ips aren't there yet yeah it's over expensive and not fun to put on yeah yeah the only th- yeah the only thing that was scary about that was me throwing up pretty scary yeah it was scary yeah uh <laughs> john romero made a new doom mod and apparently Ooh. it's pretty good do you guys know uh do you guys know about this have you guys seen this heard about this is that the <laughs> is it the seinfeld mod i just saw a gif where so the doom guy opened up a door and it was the seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. good yeah. no this is the, the, the original creator of doom uh basically made a bunch of new levels for doom cool the original doom oh that's cool it's actual like creator. in that graphic style and everything it is like they are wad files so you need to like find your a PC that can play original Doom. <laughs> Hell yeah! And like yeah, it, it's it's a super niche, super uh, uh, what was that like a uh, uh, artisanal video mm-hmm. game experience? Definitely. Um, I don't know. That seems that seems pretty cool. I'm I'm glad stuff like this this is happening. I feel like this wouldn't have happened like ten years ago. Yeah. This is something that put uh, Thomas the Choo Choo Train in every game. Yes, <laughs> that's all I have to yes, say. You've seen the Resident Evil Two video. Oh boy, have I? Yeah, of course yeah. you have. <laughs> yeah, you go to sleep at that night. I love yes. video game mods. Uh-huh. Everyone should mod things. Yeah. Speaking of horny, there are a lot of people are horny for that nemesis, huh? I get it. Yeah. Put him in a thong. He's chasing you. Mm-hmm the kind of chase you're hoping for <laughs> uh and that's about it for the news unless anyone has anything else they want to talk about oh i guess we should probably mention the biggest thing in the news that happened which is sort of the basis for this episode is the death stranding uh launch trailer came out yes let's give it a round of applause uh death stranding you get a patented one of these yeah uh because you're coming out baby you're coming out november 8th i never thought you would come out november yeah, yeah it's, insane. it's very crazy i can't i'm i'm actually angry that it's coming out on the ps4 <laughs> because like i'm gonna have to buy a playstation 4 for it that's just uh, where we're at oh no way you're gonna wait my my dude you're gonna wait for ps5 and you're gonna play it on that isn't there a ps4 in this house yeah there is that's how i played a lot of playstation exclusives yeah. Uh, I can't do that with Death Stranding. Like, I need, need I need to own. sit down with it. I want to take my time. I mm, want to like yeah. revel in it. Like, yeah. I played God of War over the course of a weekend when Jeremy was like at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like it was an intense experience, and I don't want to do it again. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, you want to really drag that experience out a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna buy a PS5. I was so I had it planned. I was mm-hmm. like, obviously, Death Stranding will be probably not even a launch game. That game's coming out in 2023. Yeah. And I can relax. I can save yeah. up. I think we all yeah. thought that. I mean, like Last of Us 2, I fully expected to come out before that game. Yeah. I thought that was a this year game for sure. Yeah, you're right. Huge surprise that they flopped that. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's coming out in February. I mean, I feel like... I mean, it's. I like it when games get delayed, to be honest. Me too. And, and Me usually, too. unless it's a Nintendo game, then I get kind of upset because I'm like, I, I want Nintendo now. Mm-hmm. But like... But like when ga- with games that are like big uh, action adventure or RPG games that get delayed, I'm like, fine. I got so much to play. Mm. Don't yeah, take your time. Make it good. Make Dead Red Dead Redemption two good. Don't just like throw it out there. Uh, 
but yeah, so Death Stranding, uh, it's an eight and a half minute long trailer <laughs> that came out for for it, and it looks batshit insane. Maybe we should save some of our hot takes for the main event of the sure. show uh, mm-hmm. and close out the news right now. Uh, we're going to do a quick segment before we get into our main event, which is a little uh, a little game I like to call uh, uh, cliche game phrases that I hear games journalists say. <laughs> and I believe this, the theme song is this. Yeah. Okay, so today uh, we have uh, a phrase that was submitted to us by Michael McCuller mm-hmm. uh, called... Uh, it, it's the phrase, fans of the genre. Mm-hmm. So, the, Griffin, the way that this game works is... Uh, I say the phrase fans of a genre, and then we each go around, take turns, and use it in a sentence. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And this might be something you'll read in an article on Kotaku, right? So, uh, uh-huh. yeah. So, something it'd be something like, uh, uh, when playing Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, fans of the genre will notice that there's a lot of verticality to uh, the character's mobility. <laughs> <laughs> Fans of the genre of uh, a vertical. <laughs> I feel like it's usually used to like explain away trash in yeah. games. <laughs> like yeah. the turn-based combat system is incredibly outdated in 2019, but it will please fans, fans of the, the genre. genre. Uh-huh, fans of the yeah. genre. Like, if you are adapted to the trash, you will love it. You'll yeah. revel yeah. in it. Uh-huh. The fans of the genre of that genre being outdated. Yeah. Game mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. These uh, these division two uh, skins are cost fifteen dollars per microtransaction hat. The fans of the genre of hats will <laughs> will re- really be into this one. Yeah, that's great. Uh, fan- yeah, I, I, it is funny. It is kind of a dismissive term, right? Because fans of the genre implies you're not including yourself in fans of the genre, right? Or, or you're above it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I could, it also feels like a shorthand for like, I don't know. I get why you would do this. But fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> like it just seems like this lazy way to say like I have no actual criticism. People yeah. who like this will like this. I have to go home. Yeah, I did not like Super Mario Odyssey or any other video game I've ever played. But fans of the genre <laughs> of video games might appreciate Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, does anyone else have any other good fans of the genre takes before we uh, exit this a bit immediately? I've never had a baby inside my throat, but fans of the genre yeah. of that would enjoy Death Stranding. <laughs> and with that, uh, we got to get into our main event, boys. Okay, so uh, basically, here's what happened. <laughs> Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yeah. What, oh, God. What yes. happened? What happened? Uh <laughs> So the Death Stranding trailer came out, and uh, of course we know that when when they make a trailer for a game, that also means they've already completed the game. It's already done. It's already it's already being play tested right now. And guess what the word is on the street, boys? Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Oh no! People are playing it, and they're going. We don't know what any of this means. You're telling me that people are sitting down with a Hideo Kojima game and they're not following the narrative? They're not understanding the narrative. Hmm. They're not understanding the basic plot, the fundamental plot that you need to, that you need to know, which was crazy because when we took a look at the original script, the three of us, because mm-hmm. uh, they passed it by us before, obviously, they put it into a production, we said, this makes plenty of sense. Yeah, as we're three Hollywood wonks here, yeah. old wonks. <laughs> old wonks. We get, old a, lot, wonks, we get yeah. a lot of stuff slid across our desk. Yeah. Um, the the original Super Mario movie got slid across our yes. desk. Which they, which they just really want us to 
sign off on yeah. every movie that gets made. Just make sure, like, yeah. we're a second set of eyes. Well, we have that. We we're the only one that has that big stamp that says pass. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We have pass or fail, and we just we just stamp hard on a script right on the front page. And we put that dun, 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 yeah. music while we are reading and stamping scripts. Yes, exactly. Oh, because it's like an assembly line <laughs> where they're coming. They go fast. Us. Yeah. Uh, you hit pass, and then it goes to me, and I just I just nod, and I hand it to Griffin, <laughs> and Griffin then also nods, yep. and he hands it to Steven Spielberg, and that's how we got Tintin. Two of us can't read. Yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> but we know that we know the color green, and, and uh, the pass stamp is a green stamp. So, uh, but yeah, pass also means we want to pass on a script. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a yeah. pass system. Yeah, it's such a pass system. Is this a pass or a pass? Yeah, <laughs> is this a pass or a pass? Hard pass or, or good pass? I think that. Um, uh, well, first of all, we'll let this uh, uh, biplane. Clear. I swear, there's like a person with a megaphone outside. Yeah, it's when like I, it's like it's it's nuts. So whenever I record like early in the morning mm-hmm. to midday, it's always the most lit. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> like it's it's always. Yeah. Is there the old man with the like repent sign? Yeah. Yelling in. But that's in my dad. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many souls he saved? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couple. Oh, uh, he's got to get back to a bonfire soon. He's all stocked yeah, up on he's souls. Yeah, he's stocked up on souls. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> He's got to upgrade his armor. <laughs> Hold on. It's it's a helicopter. Yeah. Probably coming to rescue the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love seeing that? Uh, an airplane dead uh, hanging from a rope that is being carried by a <laughs> helicopter. Um, okay. So, uh, but yeah. So, long story short, we got to basically take a second look at this script. Mm-hmm. Fix it. Because... As well as gatekeepers, we're also script doctors. Yeah. Just punch it up, old man. We're gonna punch it up. We're gonna try to break some of the acts here. We're gonna try to like help the story along so that it doesn't get stuck in that development hell, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, we all know once something goes into production, people have a hard time like making choices. They're like, "Well, it's in the script. We got to do it, but it makes no sense to my mind." And then they have, a, you know, it's and what we've seen so far already. I mean, I think it looks cool. <laughs> What but, we've got now is a lot of cool bits. Yeah. And we got to arrange those bits into a, a narrative string that tells a complete arc that kind of sets a tone. A cohesive story. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And frankly, I think Kojima has a vision. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. And I think we are just cheerleaders. Yeah. You know, like I, I think we can maybe punch a little bit up. But ultimately, in my opinion, I think that he knows exactly what he's doing. And, yeah. and we, man, we just need to kind of like clarify things for the plebs. I think that was very important that you said that Griffin. Um, and just so that everyone knows that we, we do like Hideo Kojima. We are fans of his. Let's all go around and say one nice thing about Hideo Kojima before we get started. He's a good kisser. He's a good kisser. Griffin, do you yeah. have anything nice even, you want to say? Even better with tongue. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I like his uh, fashion choices mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sunglasses in side okay his jeans often fit yeah his jeans often fit oh his twitter account is mm. fun yeah it's fun can't it, make heads or tails of really what he's talking about but it's it's yeah. it is it's got a lot of energy there's a lot of movement there yeah. on his twitter he's a he's an escape room of a person yeah oh <laughs> interesting yeah yeah uh Boktai wasn't bad yeah and mm-hmm. if you if you get fired you know do it that way like he, he got fired in a great big way yeah you know yeah very cool yeah um, don't, don't quietly leave a company. That's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> no. Go out like Jerry Maguire, even <laughs> if it's even if it was amiable. <laughs> um, okay, so 
I guess I'm going to get us started. I'm going to get the ball rolling with this. Uh, does everyone need any refreshers on the names of the characters or who's in this? Uh, we've got Heartman. We've got Die Hard Man. Yes. Uh, we've got Norman Reedus's character, Sam. Sam. Uh, Cliff by Mad Mickelson. Yeah, yeah Cliff Mad by Mad. Okay, so yeah, so Norman uh, Norman Reeves. Reedus. Reedus is Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mads Mickelson uh, is Cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. is, uh, is uh, Die Hard he's Man. Di- die Hard Man. Die Hard Man. I think he might be Die Man, and then Die Hard Man has a mask. Oh, is that right? Is that is that the different? I'll, I'll look it over on the YouTube. He's like right d- now. like. Regardless, Guillermo, we can say the the celebrity's name. Yeah, we'll just while say we're yeah. Guillermo, and then this. Guillermo del Toro. We'll never know the what room. we're saying. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a woman named Fragile. I love that name for a woman in the game. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's a name there's a name Mama. Mama. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn plays a character named Heartman. Heartman. Yes. Uh, McCullough, do you know who Nicholas Winding Refn is? No. He is the director of the movie Drive. Um, and, and he's and in this game as a character. <laughs> uh, I, I just, yeah, a little side note with the fact that we have two famous directors as characters in the movie. I, <laughs> I, I think that they're both very... I feel like they were calling it a movie, too, because it, it, this is a movie. Oh, no, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I, everything Kojima makes is a movie that also happens to have a controller. Yeah. Like, like he's always wanted to be a Hollywood filmmaker, right. and, like, video games is just his excuse to do it. It's, mm. like, it's like how James Cameron doesn't like making movies. He loves science. I mean, like, mm. movies are his excuse to make science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, same kind of shit. But I love that these two specific directors are in this because it must be so much like it must be so much fun to be in like someone else's shit show. It's right. like not their fault, <laughs> right? Because like, they because they make all sorts of weird movies, and for once, it's not their fault, yeah. and they just get to have. They're just fun. there to have fun. That's yeah. like that's a good point, like Griffin, because they, they are like they are two directors who do make like for every great film they've made, they've made one film that is just a nightmare. Yeah, and mm. I think that, but in different ways, different like. Ways. Uh, I think Del Toro takes bigger risks in like this uh, almost like like uh, weird horror sci-fi genre, and mm-hmm. then Refn is like in the art world, so yeah. he's making Drive, he's making Only uh, God Forgives, Only God Forgives, <laughs> which was a which is unwatchable. It's basically unwatchable. But yeah. he also made that movie Valhalla Rising, starring Mads Mikkelsen, right. which mm. is uh, an incredible film. It's an it's it, it's I forgot a, about it's that. like a tone poem, very esoteric, very artsy, mm-hmm. but. It's just nothing but Mads Mikkelsen being in like Viking world and he's just battling. Yeah. It's like a video yes, game. Yes, yes. He just battles yes. the whole yeah. time. I'm sold. Yeah. I want that movie. I want that life. movie. Yeah. Uh, and then who else we got in this? Oh, we have Troy Baker as uh, yeah. somebody, mm-hmm. someone. I think he's the masked. He's person. Nathan Drake, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, Nathan. he's Nathan Drake. Uh, yeah, I think I think Troy Baker is the one who takes off a mask, revealing another mask yeah. underneath. Double mask. And then he Double licks mask. fragile because licks fragile. That's what you do with women. <laughs> you meet them and you lick them. Well, when you're trying to sense them out like a dog, trying to like capture them, yeah, you want to make sure you got the taste on your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who else we got? We got any any other famous people? I don't know if she's famous, but there is. Uh, a woman named Lindsay Wagner who plays, I think, yes. Sam's wife, and she's oh. uh, she's like an actress that's been in, I think, a, a Mission Impossible movie and like oh, a few. Very other, cool. She's played like the tech girl on the, on the plane in like action movies like that before. I recognize her. She's she's kind of she's she's a working actress. She's yeah. good. Great, great. Uh, so without much further ado, this is uh, this is the canon. This is what you will be playing November eighth when you turn on Death Stranding. Uh, Dude, we're gonna get it all right. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we we're not gonna get it all right. 
we are writing the script mm-hmm. now yeah. live. <laughs> I know. This is what we are dictating. This is, we are dictating what they will, what you will see come <sighs> Christmas morning, November eighth, when you turn on this <laughs> game. The year, World War One. <laughs> Mads Mickelson or Cliff. Running through the bush. Running, running, running. Bullets flying all around him. Falls into a bunch of mud. Looks at his hands. The mud stays on the hands. They don't fall off the hands. Cold open, he looks directly into camera. Cut to black, Death Stranding. And that's just the opening. (laughs) (laughs) We come back. Present day. Which is 2024. <laughs> okay. It says it says present day 2024. That's great. Mads Mickelson still looking at his hands. <laughs> oh, good. He stands up. Uh, a rogue group of paramilitary extremists surrounds him. They they fizzle in into the existence from the air. It looks like there's nothing. He points forward like a like a commander, mm-hmm. and they all run around him, and he stays. He sits down, and he pulls out a picture of his family. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. He the picture is is framed, but but there but there's something something <laughs> wrong <framed>. with it. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a nice frame. It is a tiny uh, wallet-sized <laughs> picture framed in a tiny wallet-sized frame. Uh, but there's. <laughs> <laughs> there's three. There's three people in in the photo. Uh, two seem to be his parents, but one of them is blurred slightly. But just through the blur, we can tell it's a young Del Toro. Whoa! He he crumples the entire photo, glass frame and all, into his hand, <laughs> and says, "I want my baby back." <laughs> and he and he descends into the mud. Oh, okay. Uh, smash cut to uh, a, uh, a it's a uh, it's a uh, Norman Reedus, and he's uh, he's working on a uh, on a big on a on a rig on like a big kind of. Uh, it, it, we haven't seen this type of vehicle before. It's got a bunch of tires on it, and it looks like something you would traverse like some mountainous areas. But he's got his shirt off, and he's you know he's got a wrench, and he's kind of going he's he's going manual style. And and you can see there are robots around, and they're trying to help him out. They're like, let us let us in here. And he just looks they're at them. All him. played by Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yes. From yes. Oh, that's great. That's perfect casting. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and then he just looks at him, and he's like, uh, excuse me, I'll, I've got this one, ladies. <laughs> And they're all like, ladies, we don't understand. This is our computer. They're all like, they're, they're all running into each other. And then uh, that's when enter uh, Mama. She uh, she opens the door and she's like, Sam, uh, what are you what are you doing? You're late for the meeting. Get <laughs> get into the we got we got a we got a meeting. We got a mission. We got to talk about. Okay, uh, let the robots do the work. And he just and he just and then he uh, comically he tosses a wrench at one of the robots who doesn't catch it, just face plants <laughs> them, and then it's a big laughing moment. It kind of reminds you of me of like in episode one, the Phantom Menace, when they would just knock over a droid. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, th- this is our first big like gameplay section at that point. Sam getting yeah. from the rig to the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, wait. I got some sound effects that I want to. I, yeah. I will play for that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam's running. He presses square to go down. <laughs> he gets to the the door. He presses square to open it. He gets inside. He's running. There are paramilitary soldiers. Uh oh. <laughs> he has to sneak past them. If he sees them. <laughs> They'll call him out for being a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> they tease him. <laughs> They'll tease him. Yeah. So he's just socially like learning how to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> so he's pressed up against the wall. He's looking around. He's sneaking. It's pressing X to crawl, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, he gets to the meeting room. He sits down. Mama's at the head of the table. Mm-hmm. We see all of our friends: Guillermo del Toro. Uh, <laughs> I can't uh, wait for you to cast various, this various meeting. Men in masks. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> in walks <laughs> a shit ton of masked men. Various I can't wait for you to cast this meeting again. There are people. Yeah. There's the people. Yeah, the Toro and then men in masks. But yeah. finally, the door opens. In walks Die Hard Man. And everyone, like Norman Cheers, goes, Die Hard Man! <laughs> <laughs> and Die Hard Man is played by who? Because uh, I think that's, that is Guillermo del Toro, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. So does he come in and it's like, oh, wow. Or are we ca- recasting Die Hard Man? We're reca- recasting him. Okay. Guillermo, oh, okay. Guillermo who's, he, who's he played by now? I was going to no. do a clone situation. but it was like, <laughs> okay. There's a lot of Die Hard Men's in this movie. We should <laughs> clarify. This is important to stake out. Like, this is Die Hard Man A, Die Hard Man. Oh, great. Die great. Hard Man C for clone. They're like 007. They're like double right. O agents. Yeah. And so one is played by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. The next one is played by... Um, who is... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Alan Rickman, but he's not alive. Pe- it's a digital... Pe- Peter Jackson? It's Peter Jackson. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More directors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, dumpy directors are, are yeah. all the various diehard men. Love it. Uh, and they say, okay, welcome to our meeting here at the White House great. in the future. Love it. Of course, it's been four years since everything went to shit, and America is only grass now. Um, <laughs> and... And Norman Reedus stands up and says, I like the grass. I think it should stay. Yeah. And and he's he's just like, you know, America was founded on the earth and the grass. And and all these robots trying to tell me what to do. No way, man. That's not America. I'm just going to take my tractor and just cross the road and cross the country. And they're saying, no, but Norman, you're you're. You're the only only guy left here who hasn't directed a movie. You have to you have to go on this mission. Uh, we have all of these boxes, and we just need to we just need to move them. They're, they're, our, our, it's a mess here. It's yeah. a mess. Yeah. And we have to get all of this. We have to get all this these this technology and these boxes out of here and across the country to to make America connected again, mm-hmm. which sounds really familiar. Yeah, Maca. Yeah, it's everyone's America. wearing Mac. Everyone's hats. wearing Mac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone make America connected again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I do want to point out really quick. One of the droids does bring in a snack for everybody, mm-hmm. and it is, the snack is in fact a baby. Okay, because in this okay. game, babies are rations. Ba- ba- babies are rations. They, they refill your health. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, so so we kind of have our, our mission. We've been Norris been given his mission. He's a reluctant hero, uh, and now we kind of have to kind of set off uh, and and learn more about why we need to move these boxes. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so. Uh, 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 cut to uh, Norman is uh is in the car. Okay, we're just we're, we're 
He's driving. He's driving across across. Uh, it's a Toyota Sentry. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go with the car he was fixing earlier, which oh, was like this big yeah. big rig. But it no, is a Toyota right. Sentry. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that other rig was for something else. Uh, he's driving a Toyota Sentry, and he's hauling the the other big rig behind him <laughs> with the Toyota Sentry. Yeah. And uh, and you start to break down. He gets out of the car. He gets on the horn. Fragile. Fragile, it's me, Sam. Uh, what's the deal with this Toyota Century? And she's she's like, oh, you didn't take the one front. Would you take the one from the back or the front? He's like, the one from the front. She's like, the one from the front's still here. He's like, no, I guess I took the one from the back then. I don't know. And she's like, she's like, oh, no, uh, Norman, Sam, uh, you can't. You you, you got to listen to me. You got to you got to read your uh, mission objectives. You got to read the briefing. Okay, uh, hit the uh, uh, center button on your PlayStation Four <laughs> controller and bring up the menu. And this is when we get a long tutorial about how this the the wheel system works and how you like use Hell your yeah. items and you got to uh, uh, pull out your big ass ladder uh, and and uh, uh, climb on top of that mountain to get a fuel cell. There's fuel cells up there, and uh, we learn kind of about the world how like like little fossil fuel uh, 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 driplets and outposts are where you kind of like, you can get materials to fuel your machines and fuel your, your packs. And, uh, uh, and you can feed your babies inside these packs with these fuel cells that give you more rations, give you more, give them more life because it is sort of like they die. Like those babies die. Like you use them until they become like little shell hollow dolls and their eyes mm. fall out and they flicker, you know? Um, yeah, like little sisters. Yeah. But then uh, right when this tutorial ends, uh, uh, we hear we hear a, a sound in the, in the background. It sounds a little something like uh, uh, this. <laughs> and uh, that's how we know that the, uh, the homo demons are near. So those are the, of course, uh, invisible splatter muds I thought, I thought they were the roving band of of of, of rebel guys out, out in the like the like roaming the they are like oh i'm sorry games. you're right you're right I, I misspoke i meant the bp or whatever like the, the, the yeah those are the ghosts those the ghosts yeah that's what i meant the that's, go- that's yeah. what i meant to signal mm-hmm. um well they're all loosely affiliated oh okay no, so yeah. they all, there's ghosts and there's humans yeah enemies yeah right yeah but and the, then there's also uh invisible dogs yeah, that, that walk and leave footprints. Right, sure. right, 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 right. And they're all friends. They okay, all, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. in a Legion of Doom sort of situation. Yeah, we actually get a short yeah. flashback here where we see them yeah. meeting okay, in an okay. underground lair. It, and might sound, it might sound like this. <laughs> Very heroic. Yeah. A shrouded room. Everyone's wearing masks, and this plays. <laughs> There's an evil orb in the center. <laughs> Mads Cliff is at the head of the table. He's smoking, oh. which is not good. Oh, no, no, no. We no. know that's not like a an admirable behavior. And uh-huh. Kids at home learn yes. not yes. to smoke. And sitting next to him is a, a man military. And sitting next to him is a phasing in and out military. And then we oh. just hear the door open and we hear stomping. We don't see anything. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> oh. boom. And then a chair drifts up and then pulls back in as though the giant monster dog has sat, sat down. down and they said Cliff says rather Norman Reedus has the boxes oh. if he assembles them into a backpack and can move without benefit of a Toyota Sentry it's over for us we have to get those backs backs 
backpacks. The backpack boxes <laughs> came out, and it come, and Mad Mickelson goes, "I'm so sorry, I didn't know if I was going to say boxes or backpacks," and it came out boxes. <laughs> perfect. perfect. And, uh, and he says, "The most important thing we can do is attack the straps." Oh. If he can't get it on his back, he can't use the boxes as a backpack. And he puts out his cigarette and takes out another one. Uh-huh. And he lights it, and then the, the ghost military next to him goes, can I get one of those? And Mads Mikkelsen goes, they're a dollar. And he takes out a dollar and yeah, they're a dollar. Table. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So and, and Mad Mickelson puts out his cigarette in his trusty little cigarette disposal cylinder a la Metal, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid, uh, you know, because littering is wrong even in the future. Right. Yeah. Um, you can't have all that grass with a bunch of litter in it. So the with the with the council of epic villains deciding on their way to to how to stop our hero, we cut back to Norman, who's just climbing the biggest ladder of all time. <laughs> uh, he's got the biggest ladder of all time, uh, and then uh oh, we see we see a truck pull up. And it was like, uh oh, this seems like enemies. This is where the combat's gonna really go down. This mm-hmm. is kind of like we've done a lot of setup in Act One of the story and like the just the feel and the tone. But here we go. Here's the core gameplay. And this little, me- this little, just little like indicator pops up on the screen. It says, "In this game, there are no weapons, only ladders." Oh, <laughs> that's great. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the truck unloads. It's a bunch of enemies. They all come. They all come b- uh, bursting towards you. And Norman. Aridus just extends that ladder mm-hmm. out to its full capacity and just swings it in a helicopter motion, just <laughs> yeah. taking guys out willy-nilly. And because there is ragdoll physics, you see these bodies <laughs> yeah. just hitting mountains. The mountains are shattering because yeah. of the bodies. I mean, it's it's a bloodbath. And Norman Reedus, again, you know, he's he's doing his whole like uh, uh, this kind of thing as he's doing it, and it's and it's just uh, guys are it's it's kind of like a it's also kind of comical the way he's like getting them like they're all slipping on the mud too and like yeah. trying. To, trying to catch him, but he's just too good. Like, like one guy's chasing him, and at one point he just stops, and that guy keeps running, and then he just backs up, and then that guy just runs off a cliff. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, but at the very end, he's got he's got one guy with a with a la- he's pinning a guy down with his ladder, and he's like he's like, "Who sent you? Who sent you?" <laughs> and then and then the guy the guy who's getting choked out by the ladder goes, uh, 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 "You did." <gasps> End of Act One. Oh my God! Then you have to install Act Two. Install Act Two. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a progress a bar. Yeah, yeah. Pro- progress <laughs> bar. Takes, yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time. There's yeah. just a long cutscene of Die Hard Man in the kitchen, yeah. opening the fridge, and while we're seeing the progress bar, and he he makes himself a sandwich. Okay, good. We watch him. We're hanging out. Eventually, you install Act Two. Mm-hmm. You open up present day, 2021. This is our second present day headline <laughs> yeah. for two different timelines. I like it's a comment on like how time is a flat circle, so right. it's always present day, exactly. but it's just a different year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see Norman Reedus sitting down with the guy he just told, yeah. <laughs> who sent you, mm-hmm. and he sits down and he says, "I am going to have a time distortion problem." <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I am going to be unstuck in time. And I know this because I already have been. Oh, yeah. And you have to attack me as a false flag. Attack me so it gets my attention. Because otherwise, I'm going to just drive on. I'm going to drive on past. Okay. 
So if you don't stop me and let me know that I have a, a destiny, I won't. I will never know. Oh, okay. so times in play here. Mm. Um, they share a baby, and then <laughs> this is this is like a twenty-minute cutscene. You're like, oh my god, this yeah. is like this is acted really well. They did a lot of work. This here. is a Metal Gear Solid Four cutscene for sure. <laughs> yeah. This is like one of those like, is this ever gonna end? It's been an hour. I gotta go to work. You know that. Kind and of finally, cutscene. Norman Reedus puts on a parachute and jumps out of a plane. That's right. We've been in a plane this whole oh, time. 2021. They were mm. in a plane. Okay. It was a plane okay. Then. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he's he's descending and, and and he lands in 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 the exact same grassy kind of mountaintop area that we've been seeing this entire game, uh, and you know he's he's kind of he's got all these boxes, but he's he's never opened them before. <laughs> oh, interesting. It's kind of yeah. like he's just been kind of a, a good hand, you know. He's been put his head down and done this, but he opens them and inside is a bunch of babies uh-huh. like a lot of babies yeah. and it's just like oh my god i have the last babies <laughs> <laughs> cue epic music yeah this is the song it plays when he finds out he has all the babies left yeah. his mouth is just water yeah, yeah. it's also what play, yeah. Yeah. also what happens when you walk inside california adventure <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, um, yeah, so yeah. so he opens it and he's and it's all these it's all these babies and we've we've got to get these babies back to Nirvana. <laughs> uh, yeah, Capitol Records in, yeah. in Seattle, uh, the headquarters, the home of Nirvana. So it's uh, a trip west. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, and this is when we get. Uh, a uh, uh, we cut back to a hangout scene. So a lot of this, a lot of this is just been set up, sort of just explaining the universe, explaining sort of what's going on. We cut back to the uh, the base since Guillermo del Toro and Fragile and Mama, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of hanging out, and they're and they're kind of having a chill sesh, and like, and uh, Guillermo comes out with a like a big cake, and they're gonna do happy birthday <laughs> to one of the robots played by Phoebe. And they, that's a good thing with happy birthday. They're eating and they they kind of quietly put down all their plates and they look at each other and they go, I hope Norman Reedus makes it. And then and then and that's what Fragile says to Mama and Mama just goes, yeah, I know, because we won't. And then uh, Mama just pulls out a revolver and spins the chamber <laughs> and she just commits suicide right there. Holy and then Fragile shit. picks up the gun commit suicide right there. Holy shit. Caramel del Toro picks up the gun and then tosses it to a Nicholas Winding ref and we have not seen yet. He grabs the gun immediately. (laughs) 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 And Caramel del Toro just looks around at the massacre and then just pulls out his his 2024 phone which is similar to like what phones we had but like just a couple of different features now like some new iphone features happen thinner Thinner, better battery life thinner it's completely foldable uh and he just and he just and then he just looks and it just says mads mickelson and he just calls the number mads mickelson answers the phone and goes die hard man (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and that's the end of that scene okay Yep. Uh, we cut back to uh, Norman Reedus, and it's finally time for our big, like, 
the world is open. Mm-hmm. Norman Reedus knows that he's stuck, unstuck in time. He knows that he is in the past worked with these villains, and he knows that he has boxes that he's got to get to Capitol Records in Seattle, mm-hmm. Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got the fuel cell. He found it. Mm-hmm. The goal's achieved. He presses square to jump down the cliff. He gets down there. Opens the car. <laughs> the car. Uh, <laughs> the, the front of the car? Why can't I think of this? The engine. The oh, front, okay. Where the engine the hood, is. The hood. The hood. And there's no car engine. <gasps> what? It's perfectly clean. Oh. How, and he's like, how did I get here in the first place? Closes it. He goes around. Opens the trunk. Also clean. Oh, I thought we were gonna have a back engine. And finally, <laughs> <laughs> he opens the back door. He sits inside, and you know that little uh, slit behind the like they've got the seat, and then there's the little like uh-huh. sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks inside there. It's empty. Okay. He scoots over. Oh, he's pressing square to do all these things. Okay. <laughs> he's yeah, pressing yeah, yeah. square to open, square to check. Yeah. He opens the next one, the final sleeve behind the driver's side door. That's the engine. Whoa. Puts the fuel cell in. The car goes, bing, 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 mm-hmm. ready to drive. Oh. So he does that uncomfortable, like, climb from the back yeah. seat into the front seat. Gets back into the front Starts seat. Starts the car up, uh, drives forward, and he's off. He's off. He's off. So he's careening down the road, and then he gets stopped. There's one figure in the middle of the road. Uh-oh. And he's like, oh, God, who is this? It's, like, hooded. The guy takes off his hood. And he takes off his mask, and underneath that is another mask. And he's like, okay, I kind of like the first mask more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I can't decide which one, so I kind of did both. And and it's just like, and he's like, okay, well, I, I don't know. Like, I'd appreciate if you just, like, stuck to one. And he's like, I, I, our whole organization's kind of dealing with, like, some, some branding right now. Mm-hmm. I mean... We're called, like, homo demons. We thought that was cool. And now everyone's kind of, like, being weird about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's like, we're just, we're really just trying to, we're just trying to figure this out so we don't get dragged on Twitter. And he's like, it's 2024. There's grass everywhere. There's no more Twitter. And he's like, well, time, we're unstuck. So I've been tweeting still. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. enough. I have to get through you. And he's like, actually, babies are our, our currency. And it's the only way that we feed the ghosts. And he's like, well, I'm trying to Macca. And he's just like, <laughs> uh, just like, well, politically, we're against that. And, <laughs> and so now Norman's like, who do I fight for? Uh, you know, is America even worth fighting for mm-hmm. anymore? Oh, this is good. I like this And he part. decides yeah. 110% absolutely. Yeah. And he puts it in a drive. <laughs> He drives right through that guy. And oh he my god! Kills him, but then all Splatters. of a sudden, all of a sudden, <gasps> handprints, like like a child's Uh-oh. shitty turkey drawing, <laughs> like starts splattering the front of his yes. of his windshield. Yes. Oh god! These are those handsy ghosts that we have been so scared of this entire time. And Norman is, uh, is, 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 is calling back to base. Come in, anyone, come in. Fragile, mama, anyone, come in. And we cut to the bloody corpses of like the people that were there. Uh, they're all dead now. And then we look at Fragile's dead body. And, and the camera goes, zooms into her dead 
her dead lifeless eye and then it just zooms out to where she's alive but she's being held up she's got her hands behind her head and it just says 2023 present day <laughs> and uh and the and and uh who's there it's the homo demon we saw in the last scene who just got splattered he turns around and he delivers exactly what Griffin just said <laughs> about the masks thing and the tweeting yeah. and Maca, but to her and the whole time she's just going like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know about this. I just, I just, let me go. Let me go. And he's like, he's like, no, 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 but seriously, what do you think? Like, uh, is it this one or this one? He's kind of like <laughs> weighing, weighing him back and forth. And, uh, she's like, I don't care about this. I don't care about this. I mean, I mean like at this point you've been talking so long, just kill me if you want to. He's like, Oh no, 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 no. Your time will come. Your time will come. He's, he says, he says to her, and, but then he also says, but then he also comes up and he whispers something in her ear. And we don't really know what it is, but she just, but she immediately, after he whispers that, she eyes the revolver sitting across the room just on a table. And she goes, and she looks at him and goes like, okay, okay. Mm. So we know there's plans in motion. Yeah, yeah. She's and, and these plans have been going on for a year now. And we know that they're all connected somehow. But, but how? But how? Yeah. We come back to Norman Reedus, uh, 2024, present day, and he he sees that there's a, uh, his windshield breaks under the weight of this ghost dog, and he, he hops out, and he's got his little box that uh, the ladder comes from, and he shoots the ladder out, and we see it fly out. It clearly misses the ghost dog. He jumps out of the way. We can tell because dust splatters around when he yeah. dodges. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And we're like, oh no. Good he, dusk physics. He missed. Oh god. Mm. But the ladder is still going. And so Norman Reedus is like, oh no. And there's like this tense stare. We hear a growling. like a... Yeah. It's not a human growling mm-hmm. or a dog growling. It's like a mix. Mm. <laughs> it's like yeah. a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're waiting and it's very tense and it's very, very tense. And all of a sudden the ladder shot out East from the west, and the letter comes back, spears the ghost dog. It went all the way around the world. It's a Thor's hammer. And it spears it. We just see an explosion of blood, and then the ladder curves around. The ladder is mobile. It's not just straight. It curves around, and it starts slicing in and out and around like it's stitching through this ghost dog. And we're seeing it come to life as as all the blood is splattering everyone getting on it. The blood is visible. The dog isn't. And it's splattering. And then finally, the ladder is all curved around and like wriggled through this dog's body. And then it just goes and straightens. And the dog slices into multiple Whoa. pieces, and there's just more blood than you've ever seen on screen. That's amazing, and it's That's like, great. and it's like, wow, who knew we've been trying to invest in paranormal technology to end these ghosts, and all we needed was the hard, uh, backbreaking work of American labor and infrastructure. Yeah, and it's like we let all this grass grow, and when we fight with each other, when we sh- with demons, and we should have been building roads and bridges, and 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 connecting America with. Ro- and ladders yes and it's and it's like oh my god like this is the solution no babies in tanks or or weird flashy uh like pixar light bulbs on your shoulder Mm -hmm. like it's all it's all about just like physical labor just coming back to like what a made america connected to begin with (laughs) which was buildings and roads and rivers uh and and so (laughs) we we kind of we kind of realized though that it's like all right we know how to beat these ghosts but 
like how did this how did this even how did this start like where <laughs> where did the ghost come yeah. from yeah where and did like it start and 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 the president goes well to tell you that story we're gonna have to go to present day 2015 oh we cut to hideo kojima being fired oh <laughs> it's realistic as shit <laughs> it's brutal tears are shed he says you're making a big mistake <laughs> if you fire me you are going to sever the ethereal cord between the humans and the afterlife and open up a portal that will bring calamity upon this land I beg of you allow me to continue making my weird ass games mm -hmm. and they say no capitalism has poisoned our minds <laughs> we don't believe in connecting anything no more roads or bridges or ladders kojima you're fired oh. you can't even take the stairs oh. <laughs> and they throw him out of the window <laughs> And that is the That's end a, of Act Two. Yeah. Uh, Act Three starts, and we are seeing the fallout from the Kojima nightmare. It is World War One, World War Two, uh, Civil War, uh, 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 Spartan and Athens at war. At some point, it's all of them mixed together. All the timelines are all are all coming together, but it's all only war scenes. It's like no no other like fun stuff. We don't see like like uh, you know anyone signing the Declaration of Independence or anything. It's just people with guns, rifles. They're all confused. But they're all still shooting at each other. Mud everywhere. Mads Mikkelsen raises from the ground. He does that cool cigarette thing, lights it, smokes, gets all of his buddies out there. We're realizing we're kind of seeing part of the beginning of the film uh, again. And it's sort of this comment on time and time's a flat circle and, and, uh, and war. And does war ever change? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and, and people are just getting taken out left and right, left and right, left and right. And we see... On that battlefield there, out of nowhere, zips in Norman Reedus from some unknown future. It's a Doctor Strange portal opens up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Doctor Strange portal opens up, and he comes in. Yeah, exactly. A Doctor Strange portal opens up. And, uh, and now it's you go. <laughs> so Mads Mikkelsen parachutes, ziplines in into all wars. They're happening simultaneously, and he yeah. knows. He knows what happened because yeah. he is. This is actually. Uh, we can tell because he's got a scar on his face. This is late stage Norman Reedus. This is at the end of this journey how Norman Reedus will come, and he's also wearing all white, oh. so we know that he's been resurrected. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so he's there. He's amongst everybody fighting all of these wars, mm -hmm. and he takes out his ladder. And he shoots it out to the the sea. Just in the background, we see the sea. The ocean. He's, he's on like a beach. Okay. And he spins in a circle, clears out everybody, just knocks them down. Oh yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like unconscious, because yeah. he won't kill anyone. Right. Yeah. No, he's no. done killing. He's done killing. Mm -hmm. And from that water rises the biggest whale you have ever seen. It just brrr, and then it does that thing where it like comes in towards the camera and just like. Brrr, and Norman Reedus knows, like, this is... Whale. The boss. The boss. <laughs> <laughs> the health bar appears. <laughs> oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, it's a pretty typical <laughs> it's a pretty typical boss battle. You know, uh, the 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 ghost and the whale sends ghosts at Norman. He's dodging. He's going left. He's going right. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, he's he's throwing some like ghost bombs, but it's like it's it's not really working. Uh, and then it's like, oh, you gotta you gotta you gotta get inside the whale to kill it. Uh, and, and so he he gets inside the whale. He he detonates the heart of the whale, <laughs> and it's just like boom, it explodes. The heart explodes. is a bomb. And it's like all of and it like when the whale explodes, it's like all the armies they all disintegrate. You know, they're all like, wow. oh, our war is done. You know, uh, they all fall back, and it's just all the main characters left on the beach, and just Norman covered in like blubbery whale, but Norman's been injured. He's gonna die. Oh no! This is sort of the end of his journey, and he unhooks the baby tank <gasps> attached to his chest, and he falls to his knees, and he says, "Finally, the whale has gone." <laughs> but America has to continue, mm-hmm. one way or another. If not on this planet, then perhaps. Another. <laughs> and they take the baby in the tank and they put it in a rocket <laughs> and they shoot it off into the sky. It hurtling through space. <laughs> Stars, comets, asteroids. <laughs> the violin thing starts playing. Yeah. And then it lands. Where are we? Holy shit. The moon, moon. from the trailer line that was mentioned <laughs> about the moon we cut it says present day no year just the moon <laughs> the baby tank crests into the moon's ground is it all right we're not sure all of a sudden hand on the tank grass starts growing on the moon Whoa. cut to black directed by hideo kojima written by Griffin Davis, Michael McCaller, and Jeremy Schmidt. Guys, that is Death Stranding. <sighs> that is what you will be playing in more or less. That's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be like an 8 out of 10 at least. I, at least an 8 out of 10. It, it, by default, just by, by how good it looks, <laughs> right? Um, uh, guys, thank you so much for coming in and doing that. Uh, you will all get paid. Uh, for that work, uh, Good. We, we as we all as we Hollywood types know, once you do kind of like uh, you know punch up on a script, it's it's a way to kind of make a living out here. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's not glorious, right? I'm not gonna pretend it is. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but it is hard work and it is good work, you know. And sure, you know, maybe no one cares who wrote this. <laughs> maybe Hideo Kojima is the only name anyone cares about on this. But you know, will know. And our families. I, I think know. we do it for the love of the craft. I think we so. have something to say about the world, and we have chosen other people's video yes. games as our medium. The craft is my favorite movie, so <laughs> I, I do do this for the love of the craft. Uh, thank you guys so much for for uh, for indulging me in this little experiment. Uh, let's go ahead and go out on a round of plugs, Griffin. Let's start with you, just because you're new to the show, and we want to hear what you're doing. Yeah, round of plugs. Uh, as always, guys, Griffin P. Davis on all social media, and then also if you want, listen to Game Boys. It's on iTunes, Anchor, most podcasting places. Start with uh, Jeremy's episode. We talk about a little game called Final Fantasy VII. Oh it's yeah. Pretty fun. 
Um, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. It was a, it was a good time. And hey, one of our most listened to episodes. Oh, very cool. <laughs> very of, cool. A little bit of Schmidt magic there. Yeah. Clout. That's yeah. it for me right now. A little cross promotion. I like a little cross promotion <laughs> between shows. Uh, Michael McCaller, what do you pitch? Uh, plug in. I am on Twitter at Michael McCaller, and I'm on twitch.tv slash Michael McCaller. Very cool. Any 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 good streams coming up that you want to? I have I have plans. Okay. I have plans. I think I'm just going to be a Resident Evil streamer. It's oh, gonna be, It's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> going to be fine. Through them all. Yeah, you seem nervous about it, but uh-huh. I think it's going to be good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. Also, the second uh, Wednesday of every month, come out to the UCB Theater. You can watch Mod Night. I'm with a team called Hail Mary. It's the best night of comedy there at the theater. If I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. There's no other good comedy, really, that they offer there other than that night. Um, and then, yeah, uh, we will have some 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 cool surprises coming up. So, longtime listeners of the show, stay tuned for some, uh, for some cool benefits that you will get for being long-time listeners with us. Uh, I got some stuff planned, some stuff in the works, so uh, stay tuned, guys. And have a safe drive to whatever uh, you know toad job you have going on <laughs> this morning, whether it be treasure tracking or any other job that they do. Or I don't being know. being a surprise in the room that's supposed to be Princess's secret slide. Yes. Wow. That's a job. That's a job. That's a job.